Hello and welcome to Imagine America Radio, a service of the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing Company. My name is Bob Martin. I'm the president and CEO of Imagine America Foundation. In the last 20 years, Imagine America has provided scholarship support and tuition assistance to students attending career colleges all across this country. The purpose of this podcast is to promote technical and career education and to inform the public of career opportunities that are not just in high demand, but essential to the American workforce. We hope you will enjoy today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by StoryLift. If your school's looking to boost enrollments, StoryLift is your solution. StoryLift goes beyond simply targeting demographics and behaviors by harnessing the power of social and digital media to reach potential students with more precision. With StoryLift, you get many unique benefits, but their targeting capabilities are what truly differentiate them from others. Unlike traditional PPL methods, StoryLift generates leads exclusively for your school. Their specialized targeting capabilities allow them to reach a new and relatively untouched pool of candidates, which helps to avoid marketing overlap. By engaging with audiences based on how they think and feel, StoryLift delivers quality leads at competitive rates. To learn more, visit StoryLift.com. So let's get to our next guest. Hello and welcome to the second episode in our nursing career series at Imagine America Radio, where we specifically focus on nursing careers. Joining us today is Dr. Rita Armstrong, the Director of Nursing for Bryant Stratton College. For those of you unfamiliar, Bryant Stratton College offers a personalized career education and experience leading to high demand professions, so graduates are prepared for their careers and life pursuits. Bryant Stratton College has an online school as well as 19 ground campuses located in New York, Ohio, Virginia, and Wisconsin. They're regionally accredited by the Middle States Commission on Higher Education and train students to enter the workforce in business, education, design, healthcare, hospitality, human and legal services, and technology careers. Dr. Armstrong, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're, we're very excited about today's topic and having you join us. Let's start out, let's give our, 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 our listeners a, a, the benefit of some basic background. Could you give us a little idea of, of, of what is, what's the typical day like or what, what's, what's the challenges facing people coming into the nursing career? Oh, gosh. So let me say this um, first and foremost. Being able to lead in this industry, industry can be a challenge. Just a typical day of coming in, um, getting an assignment of the patients you'll be taking care of of the day, but it's not just taking care of patients. It's pretty much taking care of everyone in the facility because we have to interact with not only the patients, but also family members, the physicians, other healthcare providers, our colleagues, we're assisting them as well. And so um, just being able to advocate as well for patients and their families, in addition to being to advocate for our colleagues as well. It goes without saying that we definitely have to maintain a certain patience um, in this profession. More importantly, we also have to be able to handle the stressors that come with the job. So the day may start off great, but by the end of the day, uh, typically a 12-hour shift, and uh, that's the status quo is 12 hours, but we may end up doing 13, 14, um, all the way into 16, depending on what's going on for the day. 
And so being able to handle that stressor and still keeping the compassion and the empathy and things that's needed in order to carry us through the day, um, it's hard. It's hard. Um, the mental uh, piece of it as well, um, you know, we definitely have to take breaks. We have to um, do the downtime to that in order for us to keep our uh, mental health in check. And so at the end of the day, um, during that time frame where we get to go home, but we still are nurses when we go home. It's not one of those nine to five jobs where we get the clock in and out of a, a time clock. Um, we're nurses 24 seven, uh, 365, sometimes 366 a year. And so it's ongoing. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. There's so much packed in, there's so much packed into that, that, that we could talk about, but I'll, but we'll get, we'll get to, we'll get to as much as we can. Lee, I'm sorry. No, no, no worries. Yeah. It sounds like a very uh, patient and family member and colleague facing business to be in. Um, and you need to be somebody who's able to advocate for patients as well as their family. Okay. So now that we have a better understanding of what a nurse does, let's talk about the demand for nurses. What does the Bureau of Labor Statistics say is the demand for nurses? So the Bureau of Labor Statistics says that by 2030, there will be a need to hire over 276,000 nurses. Wow. Okay. 276,000 nurses. I knew it was a large number, but I didn't know it was that large. That is, that's a large number. Uh, so that's a lot of demand. So with nurses being in high demand, it seems like something worth getting an education in. Uh, should someone go to school to learn how to become a nurse? And what does a typical program include? How long is a typical nursing program? Well, as you know, there's many nursing programs across the United States. Um, but more importantly, um, a student would need to find a program that fits them, uh, meaning that if they feel as though they can do, you know, a very accelerated program, then they should go for accelerated program, which may possibly be anywhere from uh, five to six semesters. Um, same thing with um, a program that may be a little slower paced where um, it may take them uh, two to three years to finish versus a year and a half. So it really depends on the program and the type of program that um, may fit the needs of the, pay of the student. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about the differences between maybe um, an LPN and an ADN and a BSN? I mean, those are all different degree types of education that you could get in nursing, right? That is correct. So PN is more, um, if you want to say, starting off entry level into nursing. Um, the practical nursing is what we tend to call it, which is, yes, they do um, a lot of the same things as an RN, but there is a difference. There is a, a great difference between the two. Uh, for PN, it's more task oriented. Um, you know, they still take assignments, still take patients, take care of patients, et cetera. Um, but for the RN, the RN, now we're talking a higher level of nursing um, where they will actually be more focused in leadership management. And so um, with that, the skill sets that come with that along with the education component, they will be on a higher level in terms of the critical thinking, the clinical judgment, et cetera. Um, for BSN, um, that's a continuation of education. Um, most nurses already have their um, diploma or degree 
And so then they will end up going in to get their bachelor's um, of science in nursing. Um, there are some programs that are uh, what we call pre-licensure to where they would go through the program and then sit to take their NCLEX um, exam after they complete the program. Um, but then there are also programs where you can come in um, already with your RN um, license and you'll complete the bachelor's program in like a year or a year and a half, depending on the program of study. Uh, graduate level is where you start talking about your master's in um, science and nursing, and then also your doctorate, your terminal degree. Um, the master's program, you can come in as an RN, um, as well as another continuing education component. This is where now you get to be more specific in your field of choice. Um, if you wanna become a nurse practitioner or a nurse educator, um, a clinical educator, that's where you get to branch off into those different fields. Um, and then of course, continue on for your terminal degree. If you see yourself wanting to go into um, more administrative leadership, um, like say running a nursing program or school or hospital, um, teaching, of course, in a graduate level program, then of course, you'll need your terminal degree for that. Okay. So what I think I hear you saying is you can either be a licensed nurse, which is a practical nurse. And then from that, you could also do an ADN or a BSN program to become a registered nurse. Uh, or you can even further your education to become a nurse practitioner or educator with more of a post or after bachelor degree program and a master's or a PhD program. Yes. Dr. Armstrong, very quickly, uh, I, I just want to restate this because it, it, Lee, Lee hit on, I think, a very good point. I'm hearing you say is I'm, I'm seeing a, a ladder or a, I'm seeing uh, someone comes in that's highly motivated in, in a healthcare because that's really critical. We're going to ask this a little bit later, but highly motivated in helping people, uh, as you've kind of alluded to, being around advocacy, that sort of thing. Very smart young people. And they get an opportunity in nursing to come in at one level and then possibly move up to this next level. And if it goes well, up to the next level and to the next. And what I think I hear you saying, I don't want to put words in your mouth, is that Brian Stratton offers most or all of those levels. Is that, would, would that be fair? Yes, we do. That's, that's it. So, okay. Thank you. Good. Thank you. All right, Dr. Armstrong. Now let's say that I'm listening to this podcast and I'm really interested in becoming a nurse. When I tour a campus that offers this program, uh, whether it's the LPN or an ADN or a BSN program, what are a few things that I should be looking for as a student? It seems like a program like this is going to require some updated equipment in order to say relevant and current work environments. Would the equipment that the school uses to train its students be something that I, sh I should consider? And what else should I consider? Maybe accreditation or the length of the program, hybrid components of online and in-person training. Um, but I think, you know, as we interview a lot of our schools, one of the most important things is partnerships with employers. You know, so can you run through maybe a checklist for me of if I'm a student or maybe even a parent, you know, what are some things that I should be considering? when uh, looking at a school that offers programs like this? Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, you definitely need to make sure that this is an accredited program as far as the school being even legal to run. <laughs> so that's first and foremost. Um, the second thing, definitely um, identify if 
the program has options available such as a date program or an evening program. Um, in addition to that, if there is a, a full-time um, availability or if a student can go part-time, um, that's something else you may, um, they may want to look at as well. Um, as far as equipment is concerned, absolutely. You definitely wanna make sure that the school um, has the most updated um, technology that's in alignment with what they'll be doing out in clinicals. So the hospital facilities, our clinical partners, um, not just the hospitals, but clinics, nursing homes, really does need to have that proper equipment. The other thing I would say that they would definitely need to look at is, um, as far as employment is concerned, they may want to ask the question, well, um, what does our career services um, offer? in terms of being a graduate and not just a graduate, but a current student. Um, are there um, things such as being able to um, go for a CNA while they're in the program or becoming a patient care partner at one of the um, hospital facilities while they're a student? Um, a lot of our clinical partners and facilities do offer preceptor programs um, for students that are currently in school as a nursing student, but also preparing them for a graduation, um, post-graduation as a potential employees. And so that would definitely be a question that I would ask um, for certain. And also um, as an alumni, once they have graduated, um, they've taken their um, NCLEX licensure exam, they're out in the working field. Um, what are some alumni um, services that may be available to the students? Um, once they have graduated. And so um, I definitely would look at that all the way around. You know, Dr. Armstrong, this is this is uh, Bob Martin again. I, I think it's so important. And I, I just want to underscore a couple of things. Accreditation is so important, whether it's national or regional. Regional is what Brian Stratton has, because it, 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 it triggers the availability of the, the funds for the student to go to school. Because if it's not accredited, you're not the student is not going to be able. The institution is not eligible to offer to the student access to financial aid. That is so absolutely critical. And I think the other thing, which is very unique with your school group, is your national footprint. Because and I think you've been very nice, very kind about it. Which is it really makes a difference if you're operating in Ohio and you're operating in New York and you're operating in Virginia and, and um, Wisconsin. But that makes a big difference because that gives you, your student or, or graduates the potential, you alluded to it, to look at a lot of different options because by being a Brian Stratton graduate, you got access to the student services through every one of those campuses, correct? That is correct. That that's is a, absolutely correct. That is, that is huge. I mean, that, that's really the a really big thing on, on your return on investment, which is you got the opportunity to, 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 to make different changes and move different places. And nowadays, particularly in the healthcare field, there's going to be opportunities opening up all over the country that, that I, at least, at least that's the way that I think Lee shares that same feeling yeah. with me. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm a, so now um, my question here, uh, Dr. Song is is now I I'm, I'm interested I'm a uh, I'm interested in knowing what you think are the three or four most important personality traits. We kind of alluded to them when you when we started off this conversation uh, for a for a successful 
nursing applicant student career? What are those three or four things that that you see when you say this person's got it, this person we got to work on, whatever that may be? Well, um, actually, there is well over four, um, to put that lightly. Um, but I would say, first and foremost, you have to be um, caring. Caring. And provide empathy um, as a, one of the uh, personal traits of a nurse, because you're going to be dealing with uh, people in general. And so, um, and there's no number, you know, there's no number as to how many people you'll be taking care of. So you'll be touching lives every second of the day um, with what you're doing. Um, the other one is definitely communication skills. Um, the capacity to communicate well um, is definitely important characteristic to have. Because we talk, right, every day we have dialogue, but in order for that communication to be clear and concise and um, for it to make sense <laughs> when you are um, talking and dealing with your patients, um, other employees, or just people in general, it goes a long way um, to be able to communicate effectively to have that skill. The other one is time management. Um, this is something that people tend to struggle with, um, being organized, being able to uh, plan your day to where you're able to stay on track, meet deadlines, um, you're able to um, submit things in a timely fashion. So time management is actually a cornerstone and or if not a part of being a nurse, because we do have uh, certain things that we have to get done throughout the day. And so being organized and very detail-oriented plays along with that. You know, if you remember back when you first came on, you know, you were you, you told us how that this is a 24-7 job. That's the interpretation I got. You said, yeah, just because I'm done, I've done my 12 or 16-hour shift, I'm going home and I'm still, I'm still a nurse when I'm home. And I was thinking to myself, you know, that's got to be why so many mothers are such good nurses. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at everything that you're laying out here. You know, I, I, the nursing has to be caring, has to have empathy, have communication skills, time management, be able to prioritize and be detail oriented, particularly now that my sense is that the healthcare system is, is dumping so much more responsibility on those rank and file nurses that are in those rooms. Would that be fair to say? Um. That would be fair to say. That would be fair to say. Um, so you got that. you. I'm always struck by I'm I'm always struck by the high quality young people. I don't know where you find them, Doctor Armstrong. I really don't, but I sure am glad you find them. And I'm sure that anyone's that's gone into a healthcare situation, hospital or otherwise, sure is grateful when they see that person come in that's helping to manage this whole situation for them, whether it's a doctor's office, whether it's testing, whether it's a, a, a clinical situation, or a, I'm just so grateful that you, there's people like you, and I wanna thank you for doing, you're doing God's work. You know, thank you for what you do and your dedication to it. And I just wanna say before we close, 
I want to give you an opportunity, if you if you if you would, to get your contact information because I'm pretty confident that we're going to have people that are going to want to possibly contact you about Brian Stratton or contact you about something you may have said. Um, so if you got websites and emails and phone numbers and anything you could share with us now, that would be great. Yeah, so um, my email address um, is rrarmstrong at bryantstratton.edu. So if any, any of our listeners that are interested, I would really encourage you to contact when you've listened to this podcast and you have questions, I, I think that Dr. Armstrong is going to be an outstanding, uh, an outstanding uh, contact for you to make on general questions regarding nursing careers, specifically about, about Bryant Stratton. You know, this has been a great episode. I really want to thank our guest, Dr. Rita Armstrong, Director of Nursing at Bryant Stratton College. This is our second in a series of four episodes on nursing. I would encourage you to go to our website um, and go to Imagine America Radio, and you can see all of our, our podcasts, this just being one of them. Uh, on behalf of um, my coworker, Lee Doubleday, and myself, we really hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and you've, we really appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to listen to this podcast and understand more about nursing careers and in specific Bryant Stratton College. We hope you have a great day and thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope you found it informative. For more information about future episodes and the Imagine America Foundation, you can go to our website, imagine-america.org forward slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts and to get information on the many programs offered by the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing. Please subscribe today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. For now, thank you very much for joining us and best wishes.